Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Study Break. My name is Melody, and today I am here with Naomi. Hi everyone, thank you so much for having me, Melody. I'm very excited. Yes, um, so would you mind giving the audience a quick introduction of yourself, where you're from, your age, and what you do? Yeah, so my name is Naomi Porter. I am a 16-year-old entrepreneur from Los Angeles, California, and I've started two businesses. I'm a Gold Award Girl Scout, and I'm an activist for gender equality and entrepreneurship, specifically bridging that gender gap. Yes, you are very talented and very accomplished. <laughs> this Thank is you. like, you have like the golden resume, pretty much. Oh my that goodness, well awesome. that just made my day. <laughs> Um, so let's just get started and let's talk more about entrepreneurship. I really hope that this episode focuses more on the behind the scenes of entrepreneurship, everything that goes from the progress and all the hard work that you put into your business. A lot of people, they only see the outcome, which is most likely success. And, you know, people are afraid to share some stories that demonstrate their failures or maybe yeah. some challenges that they face. Um, so I really hope that we can, in a sense, I guess, be a little bit more vulnerable and just talk about our journey in general. Yeah, for sure. So let's start it up with your first business. And you started Spice It Up, which is your business that sells affordable and portable travel spice kits that are marketed to scout groups and adventure travelers. And you started this at the age of 11. So let's talk more about this because this is insane. You started a business when you were 11? That is, that's crazy now that you say that. Yeah, it's been five years and that. So I started my first business when I was 11 years old, back in sixth grade, five foot tall Naomi. And it was a process for sure. But what entrepreneurs do is they look around their community, right? And they ask themselves how they can make a difference. And for me, I knew my place was to serve. And I've always done that. I've always like been in leadership positions in some capacity. People always used to ask me like, oh, Naomi, like, what are you? Do you do sports? Are you an artist? And it was always, I'm just a student. And then so finally, uh, in 2011, I launched my first business when I was 11. And I launched it through the Young Entrepreneurs Academy. And so Spice It Up sells affordable and portable spice kits, like you said, uh, marketed to travelers around the world. And so I've had a lot of successes and like you said, a lot of failures. And so um kind of speaking on that, that kind of vulnerability is that I started Spice It Up when I was 11. So with that comes a lot of challenges. And so for me, I had a great startup process. I wrote my business plan. I pitched it. I received startup funding. So all my products were free. And then it was travel season and everyone's looking for that hot new product and then hit that October season where no one's really traveling. People aren't really looking to buy new things. It's not summer anymore. And you really have to figure out how you're going to market yourself. And so I had no sales and I had to ask myself, am I going to give this business up? Because did I really just spend about a year to just give it up? And of course the answer was no, the easy answer could have been yes. And so what I did is I used this mantra of when things don't go right, go left. And so what I did is I emailed about 50 travel bloggers asking if they could review my product. And then in exchange, I would give them a free product and they would just put the review on their website with a link to my shop. And from there, my like sales, they just they doubled and they tripled and they continued to grow from there. And so that really taught me that if you care about something, there is a way and it might not always be 
the most clear one. Yeah, definitely. I think that was very well said. I mean, obviously I don't sell any products, but like <laughs> even with my podcast, it's it's hard to market yourself. Like if you're not trending and if none of your products or your content goes viral, it's very hard to reach like the audience that you're trying to reach. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. And there's so much more than just social media. I don't have Mm -hmm. a huge presence on social media. I never have. I've always, I was a sixth grader when I was doing this. I got Instagram for the first time for my business, not even a personal account. And so I didn't really know the Instagram algorithm, Instagram, anything, how to use any websites. So I didn't really rely on that as so many people and products do. And so I really had to find different ways to market myself. And so some of those ways were just reaching out to people and saying, Hey, would you be interested in collaborating? Could I come speak at your event and sell my product as well? I'll give you my public speaking and I'll, I'll write a speech and I'll give it in exchange. Can I sell my product? And so I kind of use the skills that I had to kind of market and network myself. Yeah, that's amazing. And you learned all of this when you were 11 years old. Like I, when I was 11, I was, I don't know, watching some sort of kids show. You know what? Me just- too. <laughs> No, you you started a business. Oh my god, that is awesome. Like thank wow, you. that's honestly truly so amazing. Well, thank you. That means <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so, why did you want to create a business when you were 11? Like I'm truly just like shocked at how you started a business at 11 years old. Like I can't even like talk correctly because that is just so amazing in and of itself. <laughs> Well, thank you. It was with a lot of help. I mean, no 11-year-old does anything by themselves. Um, I was definitely an independent child, though. I always, like, I rode the city bus by myself and things like that. And so it all just kind of pointed me in the direction that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And through Girl Scouts, my involvement with Girl Scouts, we're taught to really look in our community and ask ourselves how we can make a difference. And it's not always in the typical ways that you think about making a difference like, I don't know, just making a business. That's one way of making a difference, but that's for profit. But it's also looking around and figuring out where you'll fit in. And for me, that was always in a leadership position. And so I knew I wanted to do that in middle school. I was never an artist or a sports person or whatever that's called, an athlete. Um, (laughs) And so that tells you how much not sports I am. Um, So I knew I wanted to do something leadership related. And so that's really what entrepreneurship is because even if it's just volunteering, getting out and voting, anything like that, that is entrepreneurship. And this generation really, Gen Z is some of the most dedicated and passionate people. And really everyone is an entrepreneur in their own way. Everyone has to brand themselves differently, whether that be science, math, anything that you're into, you have to have that part of like that entrepreneurial mindset. And so that really resonated with me in middle school. I kind of knew I had to do something different, you know, that I care about equally. Yeah, um, that was incredibly well said. And I think you pointed out something that's so relevant right now, especially now that like we're under quarantine, everything's like uncertain. And, you know, with, with colleges, they always say like, you have to make yourself stand out. You have to do something different. And I know a lot of people who do things like they force themselves to do things because they want to look good for college apps and they want to do the, 
do things so that it looks good on their resume, but like they're not truly passionate about it. Yeah, you have to find that passion and it really starts at a young age, you know? Even if you are, like I've mentioned, passionate about arts or sports or whatever it is, you can find a way to make that unique and to make that stand out if your end goal is college and everyone has different goals, but never do something just for college. And some people were like, oh, Naomi, you must be doing all these things for college. And the answer is no. 11-year-old Naomi was not concerned what college she was going to go to. 11-year-old Naomi just said, I want to try something new. And I think a lot of people are similar to that and have similar stories to mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's, I think, a very important part of like starting any business or just like, even if you're just like creating a new brand for yourself as a hobby, yeah. like you always need to have some sort of passion to fuel it because if you don't, you're going to burn out and you're going to give up completely because you you're like, I don't really care about this. Yeah, exactly. And when people see your passion, they're willing to invest in you, whether that be like financially or whether that just be with some advice, you know, people see you care about something, then they're going to want to invest in you and help you along in any of your life goals. Yeah, definitely. Um, feedback is so important, like in business, in social media, creating content. I'm constantly like, if you guys have any like feedback, if you want me to do this more, if you want me to like stop posting so much on my Instagram stories (laughs) or post more, you know, always let me know. And so, yeah, you definitely, you always want to ask your customers or your listeners, you know, these questions so that you can make your company better but also satisfy their demands yeah for sure the market is always changing and that's evident through covid and through just what 2020 keeps throwing at us and you have to adapt with the marketplace and that's what entrepreneurs do yeah so you started something called bright futures tutoring and academic coaching and you launched this when you were 13 years old And now you're managing a team of employees that are helping over 15 students. So right off the bat, again, awesome. And you're only 13. Oh my God, two businesses by the (laughs) age of 13. Amazing. Um, But I just have like a couple of questions. So what do you mean when when you say like you're managing a team of employees that are helping over 15 students? Is that like... Um, 15 students for the whole entire year or do they like come to you like how does that whole system work yeah so I started Bright Futures when I was 13 so in eighth grade and so originally it was just me and it was just a tutoring business it's very simple you know a lot of kids do things like that you know tutoring lawn mowing or babysitting something simple but when you're creating something like that you have to figure out again like what's going to make yours stand out and for me that was going to be the affordable pricing it was run by a 13 year old and then I started getting so many clients that I realized I need to hire out. I cannot be tutoring like 15 hours a week. That's inhumanly possible. And so how I did that and kind of to your point is that I just hired out people um, who were looking for jobs because a lot of people, they say, oh, I want to make some money. You know, I want to be a tutor. I want to be a babysitter, but it's hard to find the people. And I already had the base. I already had the clientele. I just needed other people. And so how that works is I hire them um, and then I take care of all like the behind the scenes 
same stuff. And so my clients, they'll just show up and their tutor will be there to meet them. And so that's how it used to be pre-COVID. And then now everything's on Zoom. Ooh, and so it's yeah. like breakout rooms and things like that. But what's lucky for me is that I already had the systems in place uh, in terms of Zoom. I was Zooming before it was cool, as you could say, because <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. East, let's see, or 2018. And so um, how I did that is... I offered midweek check-ins to provide accountability. So let's say a student come came at Monday, then we would like check in with them on a Thursday and ask like, hey, how are those study skills working? To let them know we're less about a business and making money, but more about offering that accountability and more of a personal touch. Because again, when you're creating something as generic as a tutoring business, you need to figure out what's gonna make yours different. I love that you guys are like truly passionate about it because a lot of those like tutoring places, they're just like, okay, it's time for you to work and work and work. But no, you guys, it sounds like you guys like actually care about the students, which is amazing. Yeah. And I love, I want to be a teacher or a dean and teaching is in my family. So I always have loved working with kids, even from like a young age. So it always just helps me um, just to stay motivated. And again, keep that passion when a kid gets a really good grade on a test or when they even just raise their grade or feel confident enough to say, I can read, I can do my sight words, I can speak up in class. That's what makes everything worth it. Yeah, definitely. And since you brought up like your family and, you know, following that teaching education footstep, um, I really wanted to ask, like, how was it like when you told your family you wanted to do this business? Like, were they supportive of you? Did some of them like, were they like a little hesitant? Um, not at all, actually. They were very supportive. And my mom is definitely my number one supporter. I think a lot of us um, can say that um, biggest inspiration, but it was a lot of her ideas um, have helped me to become the person I am today and will continue to be. Fun fact, the name Bright Futures was actually my mom's tutoring business name back when she was a tutor and she had her own Aww. business when she was younger. So it's kind oh of cool. God, that's, that's so like cute. A, family thing. And so, and with Spice It Up, my parents were so helpful. My dad's a lawyer, so he understands the legal aspects of running a business. And my mom's a teacher. And so I really can understand more of how to have that clientele and um, offer that accountability. So my parents are definitely a huge support for me and have always helped me and just brainstorming different ways to market myself continually. I think that's so great because like you get like a head start and you know your whole family is like very supportive and you you got parents that are teachers and lawyers like that's awesome there you uh, go I'm very lucky <laughs> I'm very fortunate it's very hard to like start it all off and yeah the hardest part is getting started you know a lot of people like ask me Naomi do you get enough sleep at night how are your grades how's your mental health and the reality is is that a lot of the time my businesses are just running themselves I have these systems in place that it all just works and so yes it's a lot of work when you're starting it up but then now it just kind of runs itself I have my systems I know what I'm doing you know and so that's a lot easier for me now that I'm in high school and that like I have AP and honors classes that count a lot and so so that's been a huge help for me is just getting that business running and now it just runs itself. Getting started is really hard, especially if you're like an overthinker. Like myself, I always struggle with, you know, starting anything, like even yeah. starting my homework. It's such a chore <laughs> to get started. So accurate on so yeah. many levels. <laughs> and, you know, you really have to like push yourself at first and then, you know, things just kind of you just go with the flow like it's exactly it's easier said than done but like it's really all a journey and you really just have to 
be patient and learn along the way. And you honestly, you always have to be so interested in learning. Like, I cannot stress this enough. Like, if you're not an active learner, like, it's going to be so, so, so hard for you to just, like, keep that continuity and just to, like, continue on with whatever you're trying to start up. Because (laughs) having a successful anything, right? Even, like, for your academics, for extracurriculars, like sports, starting your own business, clubs, like, you always have to listen to what other people say take that feedback and then convert it into something that can actually benefit you and the people that you're trying to help because you don't listen to anyone. It becomes harder for you, harder for your customer, harder for anyone who's working around you. You really have to be an active listener and really listen, not just like nodding when people are telling you things, but actually understand what they're telling you. I mean, there have been times when people give me advice that I'm just like, nope, not doing that. Thank you so much, but I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Other times when people give me advice, I'm like, oh my goodness, how did I not think of that, you know? And it's just like a light bulb clicks and I'm like, there's my next marketing idea. That's my next X, Y, Z. You fill in the blank. You really have to listen to the world around you, especially in this world that's constantly changing. You really have to learn how to like adapt and innovate in order to succeed in whatever that looks like for you. Definitely. It's so important to like actually fully comprehend what other people (laughs) are saying because, oh boy, if if you don't, it's just, it's going to be so tough for you. And, you know, we'd, we'd all rather take the easy way out and the easiest way to go with businesses and just like creating any clubs, any sort of foundation. It's always just to listen. Exactly. Exactly. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So let's move on. I'm a little confused on the gold award. Is this part of Girl Scouts or did you create this to be a part of Girl Scouts? Yes. So it's actually a part of Girl Scouts. It's the highest award that you can earn through Girl Scouts. And so it's an 80 hour project that you have to get approved by the local district and then by national. And it's basically a project project that will do um, like good in your community and will make a difference and not just like a difference like you raise a lot of money or you do a hundred canned food drives and there's your 80 hours it's something that has to be sustainable and a sustainable project and it's the highest award that you can earn in Girl Scouts and it is a huge honor I'm very lucky to um, have gotten my project approved and to have done it and there are not a lot of girls who actually end up making it to the gold award it's not a very well-known award Um, it's similar to I don't know if you know like the boy scout um eagle scout project you might have heard of that if someone calls himself an eagle scout it's just like another award that you can earn through boy scouts but they're very they're nationally recognized awards and so that's what the gold award is to give you some um insight on your instagram it mentioned that you partnered with five organizations like can you explain more about that 
Yes, for sure. So for the Gold Award, I knew I wanted to do something about entrepreneurial education because they always tell you to do something that you're passionate about. And so for me, I'm passionate about entrepreneurship. And that didn't really click until they said, do something you actually care about. Do something that gives you that fire to fight, you know, and for me, that's entrepreneurship. And so I decided to reach out to five organizations to see if they would partner with me for the summer of 2020 to provide free entrepreneurial education courses for students and teens. And so a couple of organizations that I partnered with was Babson College, which is a college in um, Boston, which they specialize in entrepreneurship and they have students from all around the world um, for a entrepreneurial class. And so I was a guest lecturer and I helped everyone just understand what it means to be a young entrepreneur. And then I did a month long program for the Boys and Girls Club of Wilmington. And so that was really great because every student actually ended up having the opportunity to win startup funding for their business as I did through the Young Entrepreneurs Academy. And so that was a great success because it's one thing to have an idea to write a business plan to pitch it, but it's another thing to actually have money and people supporting you because then everything you make is profit. And then I also partnered with some organizations um, like Senior Citizens because it kind of sounds shocking. Like, don't you think just teenagers need to learn how to be entrepreneurs? But really, senior citizens are a growing area of need and they already have so many skills and life experiences that they can then transform into entrepreneurial journeys, whether that be through activism or maybe a business or just educating others. That's a huge area of need. And especially during coronavirus, they have a lot of time to really sit and think and to reflect and I hoped that could be through entrepreneurial education and through expanding their own entrepreneurial mindset. And so those were a couple of the highlighted organizations that I partnered with, but it was a great experience. And I'm really, really glad that I did it. And I went through it. The earliest that you can get the gold award is at ninth grade. And so I did that and you can get it from ninth to 12th grade. And so if you are out there and you are a Girl Scout or thinking about being a Girl Scout, I would definitely recommend doing this because I thought there's nothing I can learn from doing this award. Oh boy, was I wrong. I was starting this process in about March back when we were like, okay, maybe the summer will still happen. And then I converted <laughs> to completely online. So that actually was the best thing for me because I couldn't have flown to Boston and, and done entrepreneurial education courses because I had other plans for the summer. Didn't we all? But that was kind of a blessing in disguise for me at least. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And I know I've just been saying like, that's amazing the whole episode, <laughs> but like, it truly is like, I, I don't know anyone else who's been as accomplished as you. Like that is literally the craziest thing ever. Like, and you're only 16 now too. So <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> who knows what these next couple of years will have in store. I hope something amazing. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to do great. Like if you're already this accomplished now, like trust, you're going <laughs> to, you're going to be like way up there. <laughs> Well, thank you. That really does mean a lot. And it wouldn't be possible without people who really just support me. And, you know, like women supporting women, people supporting people. That's like one of my biggest mantras, you know, be kind mm -hmm. to each other because we really do rise by lifting each other up. And just by you saying that just makes me feel like a better person. And just thank you for that. That really does mean a lot. Um, yeah, no problem. I mean, it's well-deserved credit. It wouldn't be yeah. possible without the support of really everyone. You know, we don't get around mm -hmm. at all or no one's successful without a group text typing them up. No one's successful without people supporting them. And that's Facts. really what I credit a lot 
of my success too. And that's really why I wanted to do my Girl Scout Gold Award because I care about this and I wanted to help other people do it, but in an affordable way. And especially with everything being canceled in 2020, I still wanted to provide some meaningful courses for students to take because it's not like a class that you can sign up for in high school. You know, you don't like click the box for entrepreneurship. You know, it's something you really have to learn. And I really wanted to be that kind of a mentor to people because I find entrepreneurship something so fascinating and so growing. You know, you can be a social entrepreneur. You can start your own organization. You can have a product. You can have a service. You can have a social movement, anything, because Gen Z is so powerful, like I've mentioned. And we really need to learn about these skills and have these opportunities for us to really enable us to succeed because we have so much fire. And sometimes we don't know exactly where to funnel that energy to. And I really think it could be to entrepreneurship. I really appreciate you bringing up how it can entrepreneurship can be a social movement because I don't think a lot of people realize this, but when we repost things on Instagram, on our stories about, you know, the election or uh, racial injustices, like you are contributing and yes. you are making a difference. Definitely. Entrepreneurship is activism in disguise. You know, activism is entrepreneurship and really vice versa, because every time you repost something, every time you make a comment, every time you read about something, every time you educate yourself, you are in turn being an entrepreneur. You're looking around your community and figuring out why is this how this is? What is the problem and what can I do to be a part of the change? And that's something that is so important and completely to your point, Melody, is that when you repost those things, that is so important. And that is in turn expanding your own echo chamber and really having that entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah. And it also comes with like education because what really changes people's mindset is through education and Mm -hmm just learning about everything that comes from what other people have to say because we're so easily influenced by like little things but for some reason we're not influenced by these huge issues like I know there's multiple people who just like don't care about anything because they they think they know everything when in reality no one knows everything you know we're we always have a chance to grow and to learn and to adjust our morals, and just to, you know, build off of that, and influence other people, and the way we do this is from education, from activism, from entrepreneurship, that's exactly, exactly, and 2020 really is this, like, great American reset, or wherever you are located, you know, it's this time to really pause, and to think about what values you want to continue, what habits you want to have. It's really a time to educate not only yourself, but others about things that are happening in and outside of your community. It's this great reset and it's really a good opportunity. You know, there has been a lot of harm. There's been a lot of hate, but we can really take this as a moment, as a movement and make it your own. Yeah. And it's like now or never, you know, this is exactly the this is the time to create lasting change. And I think, you know, once people realize that and understand that they have that power, it can be accomplished. But like, of course, it's going to be hard to do by yourself, which is why you need to educate more people to get on the same track as you and so that you all combine together and, you know, make that change. It takes more than one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
But of course, with that said, you know, you are also a huge contributing factor. Like even Naomi, like as you speak out about all of these issues, right? Like you you might be influencing so many people who are listening to this podcast because they're like, oh, wait, no, what you just said was so right. Like I can definitely do this. And you feel so empowered just listening to people talk about things that they're passionate about and, you know, everything will tickle someone's funny bone you know (laughs) exactly there you go there's your quote for 2020 but yes I (laughs) agree (laughs) Mm -hmm. for sure now would you like to talk about the lows and highs of entrepreneurship yeah for sure so I think the low part of any entrepreneurship is really the beginning because you're trying to get your footing you're trying to figure out what exactly is going to work and what isn't work and that's where you can have your greatest failures and so for me like I mentioned before is that with spice it up I wasn't getting as many sales but then with bright futures it was kind of a different story because I originally undercut myself in terms of how much I was charging people because I didn't do my research. And really that's something if you're listening um, and you're thinking about starting a business, do your research, figure out what other people are charging, especially with um, services, much less than products, because some products, there's nothing like it outside in the world. So you don't really know what to compare it to. And, but with services, especially a tutoring service, you really need to figure out what other people are doing and how much they're charging. And so for me, I undercut myself substantially and that was a mistake on my end and I should have done my research, but it ended up getting me a lot of new clients. um, And so I ended up expanding, but I really learned to do my research. And so that for me was not really a low point. I wouldn't consider it a low point. It was just more of a learning experience for me. And then now in terms of like a high point was when I finally figured out, okay, I am worth more. My time is worth more. I can charge this much. I can do this service. And I really started expanding the kind of services that I was offering. And another couple of high points I think of my entrepreneurial journey is all the places that I've spoken at about entrepreneurship, about bridging that gap, about how to become an entrepreneur and how to get that entrepreneurial mindset. Um, And I've spoken at events powered by Google, by Rotary International, and by Girl Scouts of the USA. And so I'm very fortunate to do that. But that always, I love public speaking. And it's one of my passions, I'd say definitely my top three of like entrepreneurship, activism, and public speaking. I just, I love hearing from people and listening to their stories. And so to share about my experiences is something that I'm humbled by and will always remember. So those were definitely some low points, but also kind of have made me who I am right now. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, like, just from this interview itself, like, you are an amazing speaker. Definitely, there's going to be some people who are going to be, like, intimidated. They're like, oh, my God, like, Naomi is so successful. Like, what have I been doing, you know? Um, And do you have anything to say to encourage these people to, you know, have them maybe step out of their comfort zone or just understand that, you know, we all have our own individual journeys and that they have to find their own. Yeah, I would say it might be cheesy, but I'd say really find your own path and make your own way. Everyone's path looks differently. You don't have to take 100 AP classes and honors classes. You don't have to be president of this club, CEO of this 
you don't have to do everything. You don't have to be top artist, top musician, top anything. You just be yourself because at the end of the day, it comes down to how you treat people because that's what really comes around. That's what I've noticed for me. You can be a top billionaire. You can be CEO of the world. <laughs> it comes down to how you treat people. And so really treat people with kindness. It's simple. It's I have it on 500 water bottles and 20 stickers, but be kind <laughs> um, because you never know what opportunity opportunities will come your way if you just make those relationships with people. So often I'm just sparking up a conversation, not mentioning Naomi Porter is X, Y, and Z. I'm just talking human to human. And you really learn a lot about someone when you have that connection. And so through there, I've learned just the power of networking and just what it means to open yourself up to those conversations, kind of as Melody was saying, and just like open yourself up to learning about new perspectives because you never know what you might learn. And if you're feeling intimidated, I've been with you. I have been on the receiving end of looking at some of these very like intimidating people. Like I had to learn how to wear high heels when I was in sixth grade because I was like four foot nine going up against a bunch of 12th graders. Like during this competition, um, I'll share a quick story is that when I was in sixth grade, I was in a competition for startup funding um, powered by my local chamber of commerce, kind of in like a shark tank style competition. It was me, a sixth grader, um, with a bunch of 12th and 11th graders, most of whom were boys. And so for the first time in my life, I kind of felt out of place. I was like, do I really belong here? Is my business as good as these people? I'm struggling to wear these flats right now, you know? <laughs> I was like, this is the first time I've worn a real dress, okay. Um, and so I did feel out of place. I was like, what am I doing in a room surrounded by a bunch of guys who are like six feet tall? Um, yeah. And I really just kind of learned to like block it out and just do my thing, because if you find what you're passionate about. If you're kind to people, that's what makes the world really a better place. So if you feel intimidated, I'm with you. I've definitely been on the receiving end of that. But at the end of the day, it comes down to how you treat people. And also, if you're feeling that way, is something that I would recommend doing is looking in your community for opportunities to serve and to get involved in things that you're passionate about. Because for me, it started with volunteering with Girl Scouts. And so really, if you find those passions, you'll make those connections. And some people who I've gotten speaking opportunities from have been through Girl Scouts, have been through this person who was like, oh, I remember you were president of your fifth grade school, and now you do this. I would love to have you speak at some event. And so get involved with organizations. If you're into politics, maybe volunteer at like a voter turnout stand, which I guess the elections tomorrow, but <laughs> maybe then get involved with someone's campaign. Really, you can look around at resources on Instagram. There's a an Instagram account that I like to follow. It's called Opportunity Desk. And so they have a bunch of different opportunities for people who are interested in a variety of things. Half of them don't apply to me, but I see a lot of them on there for like artists, for people interested in STEM, for anything. So if you care about something, you can find your passion and figure out really where that channels and how that looks in your community. When you are just starting, you know, your business or your club, it's always going to be so different from someone who's already been doing it for like five years, you know? Yeah, that's so true. That is so true. Like I always used to see people on Shark Tank and I was like, my business is not there. It's still not there right now. I would never feel comfortable going up to like Mark Cuban or any of those 
people, but I always used to be like, oh my goodness, they have all these cool stats and they have things that I don't, but it really doesn't matter. Cause if you care about something at the end of the day, whatever your end goal is, people will see that, you know, if your end goal is to go to college or to a top university, if people see that you're passionate about something, they'll want to invest in you. Like I mentioned before, and you really don't have to do everything. You know, so often people are like, oh, I need to have the grades. I need to have the extracurriculars. I need to be in sports. I need to start my own this. I need to do my own that. Got to get an internship and really just Whatever you do, do it with passion because people don't want to see that you're president of this, CEO of that. They don't want to see that. They don't want to see that you've invested your time in 13,000 organizations. Just do a couple of things well and do them because you care about them. Because at the end of the day, in a couple of years from now, you know, if you're in college or if you're out of college, you'll look back and you'll be like, why did I spend my time on that? If you're not passionate about it, because those passions will eventually turn into your degree, which will turn into your job. And so it all really does circle back kind of to your point, Melanie. So I completely agree. Yeah. And like when it comes to like doing everything. Yeah, I'm just going to speak for myself here. um, But I'm definitely someone who like naturally really wants to be good at everything because Yeah. yeah, it's like I've never had like pressure from my parents or from like any family or teachers like nothing like that but just like personally for me like that's what I like to do which is why I'm so passionate about like everything and it's also why I totally get that 100% like I'm super involved and it's not because of college it's because I like staying busy you know staying busy is my second hobby you know yeah Exactly. Like I love, even though like sometimes it's definitely super overwhelming and there's definitely times that I'm just so lazy. Like literally yesterday I was like laying on my bed the whole entire day. I did not get up until like, (laughs) like 7pm. I was just like, (laughs) no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to do anything today. And you know, there's definitely those moments like that, but I think it really is just your personality and your goals how you want to approach things, you know, it's, it's all subjective. And it's so important for people to realize that like, we oftentimes look at things without really understanding them. Like, even if you look at, I don't know, trending celebrities, let's just say like some TikTok stars, like Charlie D'Amelio, right? Like, she she seems like someone who's like, oh my God, she's growing every day. She's not even doing anything, quote unquote. But like in reality, it's hard being a TikToker. Like I was jokingly <laughs> going to do this challenge for myself where I tried to become TikTok famous for like <laughs> now till the end of the year. But it is so hard to get views and things like that. Like maybe, yeah, you get lucky and then you become viral and then you get followers then. But, you know, it's it's actually hard to try something and then, like, see that you failed at it. Like, it's it's tough. But Oh, yeah. Definitely takes a toll, whether that be, like, emotionally or financially or anything like that. It's hard to have failures. And people are like, you'll get better. It's, you're stronger. Like, it, what doesn't kill you make you stronger. And when you're, when you're in that situation, it's so hard to hear those words. Like, it'll get better. Just give it a couple of times. I've been there. I'm with you. If you're in one of those times, I don't want to be that person who's like, it's going to get better. You totally got this because sometimes it really feels like you didn't. And those emotions and those feelings are valid and there's a place for those, but really do know that eventually there is a path for you and that hopefully it's the path that you want to be on because you really have to figure out how to like pave your own way. You know, when things aren't going right, go left. It's silly. It's cheesy, but it's the phrase that I kind of use because I was there when I was like, 
am I just going to give this business up, you know? And so you really kind of have to figure out what your priorities are and go yeah. from there. That was a pretty good note to end this episode on. So yeah, yeah. Naomi, would you like to uh, plug? <laughs> Sure. Why not? Um, So you can follow my businesses. They're all just their names um, at bright underscore futures underscore tutoring at spice underscore underscore it underscore underscore up. And then you can follow my gold award also, which features actually young entrepreneurs. And so if you are an entrepreneur and you want some advice or you want to be featured, please DM me um, at GS entrepreneurs. And we feature entrepreneurs from all different backgrounds and we provide really relevant and engaging content, especially right now. And so we want to continue to do that, especially during 2020. So thank you all for doing that. Thank you so much, Naomi, for being a guest. Everything that you said was so incredibly insightful and it was just also well said in general. Well, thank you. And thank you to everyone who's listening. Yeah. So make sure to follow Study Break's Instagram at the Study Break podcast for trailers before episodes come out. And also make sure to tune into your favorite podcast app, follow Study Break, and listen to a new episode every Tuesday. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.